I can I can see this either actually working out really well or it's going to be like when you call tech support. Yeah, right. <laughs> have, right. Have, it's like, I'm having trouble with this boss. Have you tried just beating it? <laughs> Basically. No, that's that's probably what it's going to be. Have you tried lowering the difficulty, Scrub? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my advice would be to get good. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome into Lighthearted, episode 39. I am your host, Alex Light, with Sparky3, and I am so pumped to say that Lighthearted is officially back. I am so excited to finally say those words. We've been teasing it here for a little bit. It's been a couple months. I think it's been about almost, probably right at almost three months since really the last like Lighthearted episode came out. And I am so excited to be back here in the saddle and talking about some games, some movies, TV, you know, make, you know, cracking some jokes, you know, memes, all that bullshit that we do here on this show. If you're new here, you come across a hard for the first time. Hey, how's it going? Hopefully you're having a great day. Make sure to follow the show. You know, we talk about game news and movie news. We may, you know, we may have some reviews and stuff too. You never know. Uh, but for my longtime listeners, you know, Hopefully you're still here with me. Hopefully you're checking this out and be like, oh, sweet, Lighthearted is back. Cool. They're going to give us, you know, their terrible opinions on on gaming news and everything of the sort. Um, so kick things off here. I do want to give a little bit of a monologue here. I want to, you know, kind of talk about the state a lot harder where we're going because there are going to be some changes. I f- you know, and the most notable change that you're going to see or hear in this case is uh, the absence of my longtime co-host, Nick, also known as Plug Daddy, also known as Third Life. You know, the guy that has helped deliver, you know, Diablo Immortal jokes with me. You know, plenty of different voices ranging from Donald Trump, Mickey Mouse, Gilbert Godfrey, and so much more. You know, giving us jokes like the Only Flans, the merch store, and just everything else that he has done before. You know, that voice that you guys have p- perhaps come to know and love. He will no longer be part of Lighthearted at this time. Uh, if you guys, but if you guys really enjoy him, you want to support him further. Hey, he's got some other stuff going on. You can go check him out at Twitch, Twitch.tv/ThirdLifeGaming. And I'm also very proud to say that you can also go over to youtube.com forward slash third life gaming he finally has his own url shout out to that he's putting up like pokemon tcg content he's got a let's play going on over there so make sure to go give him a subscribe check out his content if you want to continue to support him if you like what he has done up to this point uh shout out to him for helping me build this show up to the point that it's at now but we're turning the page we're moving forward uh, for the le- release schedule for Light Harder, we are going to be doing the Tuesdays, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. That could change. could be bumped back to Wednesdays. We'll see. Light Harder's still a, like a little bit in a flux. We're kind of figuring things out here, you know, most notably like the uh, who's going to be kind of rocking with me here on this show. Uh, we do have kind of like a set co-host in place at this time. That could also change. You know, maybe we get some other voices in here. Just have a good time. Could just be a revolving door. Um, we do have a couple more things coming out that I can confirm, like the Pokemon 25th anniversary special and the Zelda 35th anniversary special are set to actually come out in June. I'm super pumped about that as well. Both of those will feature my guy Josh, also known as Lockin. He's one of my co-hosts over at Animan Plus. Uh, he'll be doing both of those with me, so get excited for that. We're, we have a lot of different stuff that we're going to be ranking and talking about, most notably talking about the futures of Pokemon and Zelda. There's so much to look forward to there. Um, Lighthearted will also be going to video format, which is really exciting. Animan Plus has already started video format over at our YouTube channel, Sparky3. The link's down in the description below. Lighthearted will be doing the exact same thing starting next week. 
episode episode 40 will kick off video format so that's gonna be really cool and who's gonna be there alongside me for the video format that is going to be my current co-host for this time you know i say that because ideally i would love to, for him to focus on animan plus and with that said uh zach my co-host at animan plus how are you i'm good you make it sound sort of bad when you say it like that I don't mean it about look my, my stance is you know I, I would love Zach to be able to focus on Animan plus you know he has no problem splitting time between both and he may have to split the time between both for for quite some time it, it's no shade no shade no shade you're sure positive we should, absolutely sure yes I would never do that to you I'm gonna dig this damn grave what the f- bro that's uncalled for but is it yeah no shade Okay. Joining us also on this episode, uh, we this is this gonna be the first time you're gonna you're gonna hear his voice. If you're a longtime lighthearted listener, you've never heard this guy's voice before. Um, I think we he may have been mentioned a couple times. Who knows? Uh, I know he's been mentioned on Animan Plus when we dog shit one of his favorite animes. Um, but uh, he's gonna be running the cameras for me potentially for lighthearted. We'll see. You know, so could expect that in the future for the video format. I got my uh, good friend John here. John, how are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Not happy. About you bringing that up again. The anime thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to be fair. Whenever he does that, I do try it and defend it because I don't get his hate with that. But yeah, that's a whole other matter for a different time. But <laughs> Yeah, and just for the record, I, the series I am referencing mm-hmm. is Mysterious Girlfriend X. I absolutely hate that series, but it's one of John's favorites. It is fantastic. So you say. But anyway... Um, so with this return for lighthearted, we got a lot to talk about guys. Yeah. There's quite a bit on here. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, I mean, E3 is right around the corner, uh, with the, what we have on the slate today. There's a lot of Sony stuff to break down, like little tidbits of news. Uh, we got a lawsuit that's going on. I've mm-hmm. mentioned this lawsuit in the past on a, a lighthearted episode mo- many moons ago. Uh, the lawsuit between Epic Games and Apple. Uh, that one is currently ongoing right now. I've noticed actually the uh, the uh, official Game Awards Twitch has been streaming the audio for that lawsuit like every <laughs> single day this past week. I would like I I'd check my phone and it's just like Game Awards went live. Epic versus Apple audio feed. I'm like. What the hell? That's that's super <laughs> troll, to yeah, be honest. I, it's not what I expected, but yeah, we got a lot of PlayStation news here today, including like a, a very notable partner up that happened this past week. It's really cool. Going to be talking a lot about E3 because things are starting to come out for this E3 digital show that we have coming out next month, which is, uh, I think, starting the, what, the 12th to the 15th, I think was the days, which also it's starting on a Saturday this year. That's different. Normally, it yeah, does, you're right. Normally, it's through the week, like mm-hmm. Tuesday to Friday. So yeah. now it's going to be uh, Saturday to Tuesday. But hey, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, no problems there. Uh, so let's just go ahead and just dive into it. The first thing I, w- I want to give a little shout out to is uh, Toys for Bob, who did uh, Crash uh, Bandicoot 4. Uh, has now been moved over to Warzone. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, Crash 4 just did not do as well as they would have hoped. Uh, so they, they have now been moved over to Warzone. And uh, with it with Crash 4 not doing as well as they have hoped, uh, that possibly really kills it for any anything else going forward. Yeah, it's really sad to see that because Crash the Crash series got such a revival with its remaster that came out. Yeah, that, exactly. And people were wanting that fourth game. And I mean, I don't. did you mess with it at all? Nope. I touched it a little bit. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was a nice platformer and everything. But, um, yeah, I don't feel like it delivered what, I guess, people were hoping with the nostalgia factor from the remastered. Mm-hmm. 
But, I mean, going forward with this, the only thing I hope is since they're being moved to Warzone, I hope to be able to start picking up Wampa Fruit in Warzone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I will say one thing that potentially shot them in the foot for Crash 4 is that, you know, Crash 4 initially only came out for, like, the PS4 and the Xbox yep. whatever, and it came out for Switch later. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever it came out for Switch, it, that's when it actually got bumped up into, like, the top 100 purchase list. Oh, dang. So if they, just think what it could have done. If it was released on the Switch from day one. With everything yep. else. It yep. would have done probably done a lot better. But anyway, shout out to the fact that Toys for Bob no, no longer on the Crash stuff. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how that comes out. Uh, next little tidbit of news we got. And this was announced like, what, two, two, two damn years ago that this was happening? Well, actually, it was announced during their 10-year anniversary. Got an update two years ago. And then they just recently pushed out this trailer this past week. Yeah, which is a League of Legends animated series uh, coming to Netflix this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've dabbled in League here and there. Uh, I would say you two are definitely big League players. So w- what's your immediate thoughts on this coming out on uh, Netflix this fall? I-, I don't have a ton of opinions. I would like to see it, but I don't have a ton of opinions on it, just not being a big League player. I mean, I'm hoping for the best for it because people have been asking for an animated series from Riot forever because just any of their animated trailers they release always look really nice and sleek. And Plus they have very detailed lore for yes, everyone. Which is really nice that came back because there was a period of time in League where they just... or went the lore, and which sort of made some people bad. But, I mean, I'm hoping this series is really good and that it's actually Riot's animation team versus any team Netflix might have. I mean, they don't have bad animation teams, but right. we want the Riot animation team. Right. And I'm, from the little bits and pieces I've gotten here and there, it seems... And at one time, it seemed like it was going to take place before the whole Institute of War was established, but now I'm not so sure... All I have figured out is going to take place in the two cities of Piltover and Zaun. Okay. I personally have no idea what those are. <laughs> literally, literally, one is a steampunk city. of uh, Is a steampunk city. Then Zaun would be the uh, underground undercity of criminals and drugs and all that stuff opposite of Piltover. Okay. John, do you have any take on this? Um, I'll... I'll give it a shot. I mean, I've I've kind of fallen out of out of love with League in a sense. Uh, Fair. <laughs> I mean, like Zach said, as long as as long as their animation quality on it is the like up there similar to the trailers, then that alone gives a reason to watch it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And it'd be nice to get some dive back into the lore a little bit because yeah, there was four-year period or something there where yeah, it was it where it was just characters getting released here's character don't worry about it yeah <laughs> yeah because used to when the league because john and me are like old-time players back when league first started and um like you did character release and they'd have this whole background lore if you went in their profile and i think it was what around like season four or season five something like that yeah remember in the early days they used to have they had in their launcher like a section dedicated to the the yeah. lore of the game, like you could go into it, they and they would do like monthly or weekly updates to all the all the character lore, what was actually going on when new characters were released, yeah. to give you a reason to actually. And they care. even had like a little tab in the game launcher, like a Runeterra a newspaper, mm-hmm. which was real interesting. Yeah, but for like season four, season five, just suddenly characters would come out and just be like, "Uh, this is a person that came from here," yada yada yada. Here you go. They stopped caring, basically. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) 
And then, luckily, within the last couple of years, they've gone back because we got the whole uh, Shamira revival with the desert people and everything. It was the real first big thing that I remember really started the lore again. Either mm-hmm. It was either Shamira or I think right before that there was some Bilgewater stuff that happened. Uh, I haven't kept up too much with most of the character releases. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, usually, I only kind of look back into it uh, when a new TFT set comes out. <laughs> and then I kind of I have to learn on the fly what all these what the new characters are actually doing. I, I feel you on that, John, but I'm more stuck in the uh, Legends of Runeterra. I haven't haven't quite dove into that. That's I'm the not, card game, right? Yes, yeah. I love deck building. I'm I'm not too big on the uh on the on the deck building side of it. I'll be looking forward to checking out that uh, animated series. Um, I don't know, you know, like a lot of the stuff that you guys just threw out there, like you know, like the, you know the, the places you were talking mm-hmm. about. I don't have any real knowledge of my my time of playing League was very limited. I do want to play TFT though at some point. I've been meaning to sit down and play that at some point. I just have not, but I do want to. It's fun. Yeah, it is something that I do want to check out. I know you were also really big into the Dota one, right? For a little while. Uh, Underlords. Not so much Underlords back when it was just auto chess, like the the mod. The mod, yeah. The, yeah the, you were real big in the, that for a little bit. During, I mean, my time in Dota, I mean, 95% of it at this point is the auto chess mod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Underlords actually came out, uh, I played it, went pretty heavy on it for a little while, but for the most part, kind of petered out it wasn't quite the same oh, okay i just got a notification that uh the game awards went live my first question was is it the lawsuit again <laughs> it's not it's, uh, what is it uh it's uh jeff keelingly uh takes questions on summer games fest that's okay. coming up so I, I i saw it real quick i'm like is that is that the lawsuit because that'd be kind of funny since we just <laughs> talked about it <laughs> uh anyway so hopping over from there, one little bit of news that I came across that I thought was so cool, and it gives me so much hope for this, is, um, so if you follow any sort of sports games, you probably have heard the news. I mean, if you follow any sports, you probably have heard the news, because even like ESPN and SportsCenter was jumping in on this. But EA Sports did confirm that college football is coming back. Shout out to that. Really, really pumped. Uh, but college football, like NCAA 14, it has stayed alive all these years. Yeah. And as of recently, it stayed alive because of a, of a mod called College Football Revamped, where it brings up the graphics, adds in, you know, teams that have been bumped up to FB, uh, FBS1, like Coastal Carolina, for example, and stuff. Looks beautiful. You know, great, uh, great menus and everything. Uh, two of the members that have worked on College Football Revamped mod has officially been hired by EA to work on college football. That is super cool to me. Uh, one of them has been hired as an artist, and one of them has been hired as a producer. That is awesome. I mean, congrats to those two yeah, for keeping awesome. the series alive. Because I know, because you mentioned it once before on Lionheart, and I know you yep. were super pumped for it hearing that. Because I know you're a big fan of it, because yep. I had to stare at the game cases for the longest time in our old setup. <laughs> That's true. You did. You did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, I just thought that was a really cool little tidbit that I came across. Uh, it really shows that EA and EA Sports is really wanting to do right with this college football return. I mean, 2013, man, it's the last time we had had their game. So it makes sense that they weren't really want to do it right and bring in some guys from the outside that's, that's kind of helped keep it alive. Uh, so one random thing that happened recently, and it's very random, but it's not surprising because the way Nintendo loves to operate is finally, for the first time in almost three damn years, 
they gave an update to Super Mario Party. Wow. Yeah. Three, almost three years this game has been out. It's two and a half years right now, and they finally give it an update. Most notably, they give it the update that it should have had at the get-go, which is the ability to play party mode online with your friends. That's the big update that everyone's wanted. And like Mario Party on you know, Super Mario Party has gotten no love yeah. for two plus years. Now, I you know, I will say just so listeners can kind of understand this, this is the way that I personally see it for them doing this. Because again, Nintendo all three of us know, the listeners know, you or at least you should. Nintendo's random. They do what they want, when they want, how they want. They're not going to take anyone else's opinions. They, they do it their way. So the one thing I will say about the Super Mario uh, Party update that, that something that sticks out to me is a couple things. Number one, even though it's been out for as long as it has, and it, ha- you know, it you know, has had no updates, no online updates, DLC, anything, it's still one of their top-selling titles. It's number seventh on their recent report, which we're going to be talking about Nintendo sales here in a little bit, uh, with 14.79 million units sold. That's really good for a Nintendo title, you know, for a Mario Party title. Oh, most definitely. That's phenomenal, especially since it's got no updates and stuff. So number one, putting out the update because it's still a good selling game. Okay. Number two, a little tidbit that a lot of people probably have potentially forgot about is the fact that Nintendo just updated their online servers recently. Mm-hmm. They updated their online servers to a whole new server system at the start of Monster Hunter Rise. That was the first game to get to experience. Which was this. great. Yes. Mind you, the old servers, I cannot, cannot make this up. With the old servers, with Splatoon 2, for example, there was literally a test feature that tested to see if it could run on Windows 98. I cannot make this up. These servers were old. They were outdated. And don't get me wrong, the servers they have now, they're still not, like, brand new either. I mean, they're like I think they're, like, a 2010 server, mm-hmm. but it's still newer. So them putting out this online update, I you know, being another game that's going to get to utilize it, uh, I feel like is further testing the market to help catapult to a new Super Mario Party. That's how I that's how I perceive this personally. I mean, that would be a great hope because Super Party's always been a fan favorite just because just any of the Super Party Super Mario Parties from any of the generations. Yep. People absolutely love to go back except for a few that we forget on the Wii, but let's yeah. Um <laughs> the Wii U especially. Yeah. Those those were not good. <laughs> the Bowser um, mode was okay. Bowser mode was okay. It was okay. Um yeah, they're just great party games and to get people together and just always fun to go back to, especially with the most recent one that came out on Switch. It was a nice callback to those other ones after the Wii yep. and Wii U travesties that those were. Um, so, I mean, I can only hope with this we'll see maybe some actual game of the day, maybe? Some love, finally. Maybe get it. I mean, nothing wrong with the mini games now, but it'd be nice to have, like, new ones added in. Yeah. And on the flip side of things, while I do think this could help catapult to a new Mario Party, on the flip side, Nintendo may also just see it as, hey, it's still selling. <laughs> like, why do we need a new one? I mean, you can play online now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at uh, a Wii U ported Mario Kart game, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's the top selling Switch I- game. Now, granted, it does come with the Switch. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. It's like, why do they need to make a new game when the one they're uh, that's already out there they could just make a slight update to and everyone's still going to buy it and everyone's still going to play it. I exactly. mean, the other one would also be look at uh, Brawl. Smash. Uh, are you talking about the... Wait, Brawl or like the newest one? I, the newest one's Ultimate. Yeah, I said Brawl. Realize okay, okay. it, forgetting yeah, that. Yeah, Ultimate. It, Brawl's Got actually you. a one. 
Gotcha. Yeah. No, and that, that's true. That's how it is with Ultimate. I mean, just when we thought DLC was done with Ultimate, Sakurai, to me, to not surprisingly, to me, it's like, hey, we have five more plus another one. So you have six more. It's like, woo. It's like, okay, all right, Sakurai, just whatever. I mean, when it comes to Smash, though, Nintendo is literally paying Sakurai any amount of money he wants at this point. Yeah. Because, like, they know he wants to retire. But they're just like, we will pay you anything, and you can do anything you want. <laughs> we don't <laughs> care. Just don't leave, please. Are they still making yes. uh, more characters? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're only like, what? I think two characters into the new pack, so mm-hmm. we still got four more, man. We got four more to go. The last characters that came out was from Xenoblade. Pyra and oh, Mithra. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then uh, before that was potentially, I think, Steve from Minecraft. I might be forgetting someone, but... Yeah, they're they're still going. They're still going. Right, going with it, man. We we got four to five more characters to go. Yeah, Smash isn't dying anytime soon. Oh God, no. God no. Well, it's just it's been. It feels like it's been a year since anything was actually brought to that game. It could just be that I haven't been paying attention to it. I would say I haven't been paying attention because there has been some stuff come out with like Steve Pyra Mithra is now out. And yeah, stuff there's like that. stuff that's been happening the past year. Yeah, it's just probably haven't been paying attention to it because I barely pay attention to it. I pay attention to it for the sake of this show. <laughs> that's pretty much. I, I've stopped playing Smash completely, so well, I pay attention to it for this show. Yeah, I guess I've kind of fallen out of it since tournaments kind of gone away since their online can't really yeah. handle it. Yeah, true. That's, that's but mostly with the new what servers, I keep up with. Hopefully with the, they'll get yeah, it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Hey, speaking of online uh, play here, one little tidbit I came across that was really cool, and I was kind of wanting uh, John's opinion on this especially, because uh, I, know, I know, Zach, I don't think you're a big fan of this franchise, but it was uh, confirmed recently that uh, Halo Infinite will be supporting crossplay across PC, Xbox One, and series. John, me and you, man, we, we've done a lot of Halo together. John is one of my longtime Halo buddies. Uh, we didn't, we haven't really been into four. We weren't really into five. With Infinite coming to PC, you know, where you don't have to play it on your probably 2013 Xbox One or have to buy a series. Are you? Are, do you have interest in this? Do you want to check it out? I wasn't too excited when they showed like the gameplay footage of it before. I was excited when they first announced it. With it coming to PC, I might actually give it a shot, mm-hmm. uh, just purely because I'm, I don't want to drag my Xbox out. It's I don't even know where where it is. I know where I know where it is. Just like the, your Wii U, uh, the the Xbox. I know exactly where it is. It's under my. It's on my entertainment system. No, okay. I don't know where any of the cords for it are. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't I haven't hooked that thing up in. That's four, fair. Four years probably. Yeah, that's but fair. If, I just hooked mine up not too long ago, and I had like hours worth of updates because i hadn't turned it on in two years <laughs> yeah no i with it coming to pc i might actually give it a shot kind of depends if they do the whole thing that microsoft's been doing uh with their games on windows as well where you still have to have like xbox either game pass live. or uh xbox live or that because that's i mean they're kind of double dipping on that when it's on pc yeah because you don't have to have it's like on console, you're paying for the right to play online. When I'm on PC, I've, I'm already online. I'm already playing everything else there. I don't. It's one of those things that's always bugged me. Right. It's, I know because it's kind of like the same thing when you went to go play like the Master Chief Collection or anything on Steam. You had to have Xbox Live, right? You had yeah. to have gold. Yeah. I I got a free month of gold, yeah. played Master Chief Collection for a couple weeks. And as soon as it was coming up, disconnected it. I was... Done. I was like, I'm not going to pay $15 or 
ten dollars, whatever it is, a month at this point, right? To to play a game that at this point I don't know how many people are still playing it on on PC. Yeah, hmm. I'll be. I will say I will be interested to see the numbers for Halo Infinite on PC. I'm. I'll be very curious to see the the, the player base on PC when that ends up coming out. And but hey, I mean at least it's going to be crossplay. I mean it won't. At least we won't have any difficulty finding games. Well, eh, kind of. Yeah, maybe. Kind of depends because the numbers overall are what I'm going to be curious about. Yeah. Because not even just on PC, just Xbox in general. Because at this point, there's there's some solid shooters out there. Yes. True. Because uh, if I'll tell you right now, if if Master G, or not Master Chief, uh, Halo Infinite comes out, and if if the movement and the gunplay and that doesn't feel as good as say Apex. Mm-hmm. Why is anybody gonna play it? Yeah, fair. Other yeah. than just nostalgia of its Halo. Yeah, I mean that that the title itself is all it's really caring for. So that, that's a very fair point. I didn't even think about that. Because what you got Apex, which has phenomenal uh, gunplay and movement, then mm-hmm. a long time uh, shooter now Siege and just the strategicness and uh, strategy of just being able to destroy layers of buildings to get what you want to do and mess people up. Yeah. One thing that does concern me about Halo Infinite, and it concerned me, um, it concerned me a little bit last year when they said it, and then after Cyberpunk, it definitely concerned me, and it still concerns me because they're sticking true with it, is that it does kind of concern me a bit that Halo Infinite will be on the Xbox One. Uh, that does concern me a bit for the Xbox One players. Um, hopefully, it's going to run well, you know, because my main concern is going to be the, like the people, like I'll even use myself as an example. Like, let's say for some reason. I would want to get it on Xbox One over my PC. My Xbox One is a 2013 Xbox One. Will it be able to do everything that I, I would like it to do for Halo Infinite and not run like dog shit, kind of like Cyberpunk, a game that all three of us can agree should have never come out on the Xbox One or the PS4? I don't know what you're talking about. I had no issues. I yeah. didn't play it on the old consoles. Yeah, so see, he played it on PC. I played it on PC. I'm, I Honestly, I... For me, personally, I had very few issues with the game. I never ran into any of the bugs that people had. I was playing on PS5, and I had a lot. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I ran into very few bugs. The well, see, like, for you guys, I you know, I, I, I feel like you guys can probably agree. You guys are probably the minority on that, big time. Like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. most definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Like, see, that's the thing. Like, it should have never came out for those consoles. They should have just delayed it a year and released it on the PS5 and the Xbox Series that, you know, like, the upgrade is coming later this fall. So, Halo Infinite coming to Xbox One does concern me. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, though. I don't know. It do, it does concern me a little bit. I get your concerns with that. My my only kind of thought with that is if it's anything like the initial gameplay demo that they showed, of like just kind of running around killing some grunts and elites and that. Right. If it's anything like that, and they haven't upped it since then, probably won't be too much of an issue. That's fair. Because it didn't look that great to begin with. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they've upped it up, and hopefully they can actually tune down some of the graphics mm-hmm. for the older consoles to make it where it actually runs and is playable. But I don't know. I think they might also just be banking on by the time it comes out, everybody having upgraded, or at least the majority of people, and just releasing it for the people that haven't done it there yeah. and just make it playable enough to satisfy them. That's fair. That's fair. 
Uh, well, we will probably, I mean, not probably, we will see more about that next month at E3. Xbox <laughs> is confirmed to be there, so I would very safely assume we're going to get to see some stuff on Halo. So we'll get to see if that is going to be the case. Uh, another game that is confirmed to be going to another console is Among Us. Among Us is officially going to uh, PlayStation 4 and 5, so shout out to that. Uh, that revival of that game that it's gotten over 2020 is just absolutely insane. Uh, it's gone over to Switch. I think it's on Xbox or it's on its way, and now it's over to PlayStation. So that's in, that's absolutely insane. Uh, here in just a, a week from this recording, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a few days away, Mass Effect Legendary Edition will be coming out, and I am so pumped. Uh, if you guys have listened a lot harder for a long time, then you guys know that I am a massive, massive, massive fan of the Mass Effect franchise. It's probably my favorite, uh, my favorite franchise potentially. Other Zelda would be the only one that would compete with it. And I am so pumped to get this game next week and play it and play through Mass Effect One. A couple little fun facts that I came across is that uh, uh, Bioware did release some specs for the game across the board, and a couple of notable things is number one. If you have like a basic, we were just talking about like a basic 2013 PS4 or um, Xbox One, you can be rocking 60 frames a second. It'll be 1080p, but you can get 60 frames, which, I mean, who cares if it's 1080p? You're getting 60 frames. That's pretty solid. Can't be mad about that. You know, other than that, obviously it goes up from there where if you have the Xbox One X or the the Pro, you can get some 4K at 30 frames, whatever. You go up to PS5, it gets 4K at 60 frames. But the big thing that, that people saw, is Xbox Series X 4K at 120 frames. That is that is insane for a console. Now, obviously, they also did plug that, mm-hmm. you know, hey, PC, you can get like 240. I mean, I mean, yeah, of course, PC's obviously Master Ray is going to continue to be the highest. But the fact that we now have a console where you can get 4K 120 frames or something, that is that is insane. That is absolutely insane. So uh, I'm so pumped to get this game. Um, I do know also Bioware did release some things on their website where you can actually create your own box art. So if you're a Mass Effect fan and you're interested in that, you can go on there and create your own box art and print it off yourself. You can choose all the characters that's on the Legendary Edition cover. Just an entire line of Garrus. I wish. I wish. (laughs) That'd be perfect. Can't complain. Uh, you can also just download it as a wallpaper and stuff. Uh, you can share it over to Twitter with the hashtag MyShepherd. But, I mean, it, it, that's a pretty cool cool little tidbit. Uh, one thing, all, one last thing about this as well is because this is a limited time thing. It only runs to, I believe, May 31st or until download limit is reached. Is They do have a, uh, a package that you can download on their website that comes with the entire soundtrack of all three games. Uh, it's like 80 plus songs, uh, plus uh, a bunch of art books and a couple other things like that. It's about like a two gig download of worth of content, just extra stuff, bonus, you know, little things for you if you're a Mass Effect fan. So if you want to check that out, make sure to go over and check that out before it runs up there. Um, all right, so let's actually dive in and talk about a lot. We got a lot of PlayStation stuff to talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on with PlayStation. Uh, the first thing that I do want to address is uh, there are some very convincing reports that there is a new PlayStation 5 model coming next year. But... It's not what you think it is. It's not like a PS5 Pro. It's not anything like that. You don't have to worry about it. Like, you need to wait or anything. All this is, it's going to literally do the exact same stuff that the early adopters have, like what I have. It's going to do the exact same thing. The only thing is, based on the supply and demand, they may have to change out some components. That's all it is. You know, some base stuff on the inside that helps it run. They may have to go from one company to another, just based on what the company they're currently using has on supply and being able to meet the demand. That's all it is. You're going to taint my PS5? Yes. 
It's not going to be pure anymore. It's not going to be pure. What is wrong with you, Sony? <laughs> Basically. So I, I wanted to stress that to people, not to like feel like they have to wait until 2022 when this is aimed to be you know, be in the release window. You don't have to wait. If you if you can get a chance to get a PS5 now, go ahead and get it. It's going to do the same shit that the one in 2022 can do. They just, they, they may just have to change out some stuff uh, just to meet the demand, which that's all it is. So let's not freak out over there. Uh, Jim Ryan, the CEO of PlayStation, he did actually recently say that PS5 is actually going to have more exclusives than any other uh, PlayStation history. I, I mean, I would assume that. I mean, I, I, I mean, it, I'm glad that he came out and clarified it, but I mean, I would safely assume that. You know, they're aiming to try to hit, you know, they're, they're, they're by next year, they're aiming to, you know, to hit obviously a lot higher mm-hmm. by a pretty large percent margin. I saw the number, I'm drawing a blank on it right now, of what the, the PlayStation 4 hit in the same time. So I would assume it's going to have a lot of exclusives. I mean, we already have a, a lineup right now, like Returnal just came out. <laughs> We're going to talk about Returnal here in a minute. Um, we have Ratchet and Clank time, uh, Rift Apart coming out. Yep. We have God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Spider-Man 2. We just had Miles Morales. Uh, so, I mean, I would assume they're going to have a lot of exclusives. I mean, know. yeah, that's what it sounds like because with this entire lineup, the only thing I am hoping, which I hope for every generation, is just new IPs. I agree. Because it's unfortunate. I mean, nothing wrong with the IPs we have now, but we have sort of gone into a regression in games of just... Well, here's a sequel, or here's a third, or here's Here's a a remaster. No, I agree. I would love to see uh, new IPs, like the one that's coming out here, Biomutant. No idea what it is, other than a mouse with a toilet scrubber, but hey. John's ready for that one. That's what I said (laughs) earlier. I said when they first showed that game, like it was just a screenshot of that that mouse figure like two years ago. I said, I don't know what that is, but I'm playing that. I mean, it's a new IP. I'm going to try it. Yeah, I plan to pick that up later this month as well. I'm pretty pumped for it. Um an IP that Sony may get, though, no confirmation on this. There was there was some trademarks filed, so that does really point to a certain direction, but it's just kind of weird to me, is that uh, Sony did actually file a trademark for Sunset Overdrive. Woo! And with this trademark, there's also some other things that, uh, that I, I want to say were tied into the trademark, or there were, like, strong reports on it, that with that being done, Sony's also in the process of making a sequel. And the sequel is being helmed by uh, Insomniac Games. I'm super fine with that. Yeah, see, I, I, I was I was pretty damn positive that you played Sunset Overdrive, so I was very curious of your thoughts on that. I mean, I am super happy with that. Sunset Overdrive was just out of because that was Xbox that, One. That was an Xbox One like launch title. Yeah, that I was think. a launch title. <laughs> I mean, it was really fun just because it was just a nice shoot 'em up horde game with some fairly interesting weapons and just the whole uh, parkour mechanic because I can't yeah, yeah. remember what just just adding that into the whole levels and everything of uh, instead of just straight shooter you also got to think in 3D space of up downside mm-hmm. whatever thing you can find to jump off right and with the fact that Insomniac is going to be helming it, man, Insomniac has basically just taken PlayStation on their back and said, "All right, guys, let's go." I mean, they've basically held up, and you know, uh, PS Five since release. If you think yeah. about it, because they had Miles Morales, and now they have Ratchet coming out, Spider Man Two's in the way. I mean, Insomniac, you know, they were just. I think it was like what last year. I think is when Insomniac was officially actually purchased by mm-hmm. Sony. Because up until this point, meanwhile, they've always done Sony stuff. They were never actually owned by them. Yeah. So in, Insomniac right now, like, hey, 
I mean, if Sony, so if Sony's just like, hey, if you can do this, let's do it. And Insomniac's like, all right, let's just go, guys. Let's Hop on go. my back. Let's keep on going. I mean, yeah, even like the Ratchet and Clank game that's coming out here soon, it also looks really good. Oh, my God, dude. That looks like a true next-gen experience, in yes. my opinion. Like, it looks fantastic. I'm super pumped for it. Um, in terms of next-gen experiences, we did just have Returnal come out. And while a lot of people have said that it's fun, it's also very frustrating. Because, you know, this is a, this is a game where, you know, you... The whole purpose of the game is beating the game in this run because you're stuck in these time loops and mm-hmm. just continuously trying to do better. Do better each time, Get, getting a better. It's basically like a speed running game almost. Yeah. Um, but man, has it been a shit show coming out so far? Uh, a couple little problems that they've had is no checkpoints at all, no auto saves or anything. And while you know, I understand that adds to the challenge, but the problem is bugs. Game, you know, the game can be buggy. You know, if you like, I know, like if you guys have played cyberpunk ps5 could possibly crash crash on me hell ps5 crashes it's crashed on me in, in madden before i mean it just happens sometimes so if your ps5 would crash while playing returnal you, you lost everything for that run that run is dead uh and the other problem with that as well is that when uh when house uh i'm drawing a blank on the studio's name house something uh when they put it out an update to try to you know fix a couple of bugs that it had that update was like literally deleting people's data completely. Like it was full blown corrupting them where everything they had, they had, they had to completely start fresh. It was so bad to the point where house had to pull it, had to pull the update and tell people go back to this. And then they also had to tell people, Hey, turn off the auto update feature on your PS five, or you could potentially lose your, 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 your run. Cause you need to put your PS five in rest mode to be able to keep your run, which also, Another problem because people have concerns putting their PS5 in rest mode because it may never wake up. Yeah, it may break the console. So Returnal, while apparently it's been a fun game for people, has also been a massive headache for people because of multiple issues that's come up. House is looking to get this fixed very quickly, but man, it sounds like I'm glad I did not pick it up day one. You sound, you say it's a headache and whatnot, but the studio, this is just the ultimate Iron Man game. Yeah. If you, if you can beat this game with all this travesty, you're going to get some like special prize or something and no one knows about it. I was going to say, isn't I thought Returnal was supposed to be like a isn't it like a roguelike game? Yeah, in yeah. A, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like kind of the kind of the I mean, I get crashing isn't something you want to have yeah, yeah. happen uh, to your console while you're doing it, but I mean, kind of it seems like that's kind of the nature of the beast in a sense. Granted, you don't want it to crash, but if it crashes and you lose your run, kind of, kind of intended in my in my mind. I, I, I see what pre- you're saying. You'd prefer not to have it. Yeah, happen, you'd be, obviously, you don't want that to happen. It's like you don't want it to happen, but you unfortunately hit the string of code that goes eh, later. Yeah, it's like ah, you're you're doing a little too well. Let's knock you down a few pegs. You're getting a little too cocky. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's rough that hearing that Returnal's having such issues and everything. Especially since it was a new damn IP. Yeah. That, that's what kills me about it, man. Which it's a new IP and just everything on release and everything. But, I mean, hopefully they get it fixed up soon and we get a nice, just Iron Man roguelite. Um, yeah, that's just rough, though, for a new IP just to suffer so bad like that. Because that's going to end up causing a lot of people to drop it or not touch it. And it may just get buried in the 
libraries of, of games. Some, yeah, <laughs> like Nintendo's buried a lot of theirs in the past. Yeah. <laughs> we'll mention we'll we'll talk about one of their buried franchises here in a minute. Uh, but you know, talking about uh, you know the new IPs and like them not doing really well, it actually popped a question. It popped something in my head that's not in the script. But as you guys have probably seen, um, at, at some point, Days Gone. Days Gone yep. is, is confirmed to not get a sequel. That is 1,000% confirmed. Sony flat out said no, I think, last year or 2019. I think it was last year. They flat out said, no, we are not doing a sequel. Um, the director has since come out, and he has said that, that, hey, we're it's not happening. Sony flat out said already said no. And the director also turned around and said, you know, it was like, well, if people bought the damn game at full price, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. And I was kind of wondering you guys' take on that because, like, a lot of people were obviously kind of against that mindset. You know, I was what what what, what are you guys' take on the, on him being kind of like attacking the gamers in terms of like if you bought the game at full price and just didn't wait for a sale, then maybe we'd be maybe we'd be getting a sequel. You know, also to tie into that, there has been a lot of like online petitions being signed to try to push Sony to get a sequel. Obviously, it's not going to happen, but you know, do you guys have any takes on that? It just popped in my head. Well, since we're talking about new IPs that you know, didn't necessarily do well. Uh, to, to be fair to him, I mean, it's not the best attitude to have to no, start not. attacking your, attacking the people who did buy the game. Right. <laughs> it's like they did, a people did eventually buy it. But to his credit, I was looking through my library earlier. I didn't even know I had the game. <laughs> I don't know. Funny. I don't know if I got it for free or if I bought it at some point. I just saw it in my library. So it's I'm, possible you got it for free because I do know on the PS5 it is part of the PS5 uh, the PlayStation Plus collection. So I technically have it as well. Yeah, that may be where I got it from. Yeah, uh, it may have been a PS Plus game one month. It, I have no idea. It, I don't remember. It very well might have because it's like I just kind of log in, download the games that it yeah. that it has, and move about my business. So, yeah. I mean, to his credit, a lot of people are probably that way. Didn't know they had the game, mm-hmm. but a lot of people now may play it. And I, I haven't, so I don't know what that, how the game actually plays. But I was told lo- it takes like literally like thirty hours to get good. I'm that's yeah, literally, that's what I heard too. I, I've heard that like from like five different people, which is insane to me. I mean, my take on it is yeah, no, just that statement alone is not very good to take towards your audience. I even in frustration with the situation with the situation. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, people bought it on sale just because, honestly, a lot of people didn't know what the hell Days Gone was. True. Yeah, didn't that game only get, like, a cinematic trailer or something before it came out? It got two cinematic trailers from my memory and two or three gameplay trailers. And even from those gameplay trailers, still didn't really know what was going on with the game. I know at least the main one I saw was... Willis and the main character wandering around the forest saw sort of a horde snuck around. Uh, I think scavengers or bandits or whatnot mm-hmm. uh, camp and sort of used the horde to attack them to be able to get on his bike and what. I mean, I knew it was an adventure or some sort of action adventure game. Saw the enemies, but I had no idea what it was about, and that didn't catch my interest. So I was just like, I ain't gonna buy it. I have no idea what the heck this game is. Right. And it's supposed to be a gameplay trailer to really show what it is and attract people to it. I mean, that's probably what hurt it as well, just because at least the cinematic trailers and whatnot that I saw, I never truly knew what Days Gone was. 
The only thing I remember about any of the trailers is there was a dude riding around on a motorcycle. Yeah. And some zombies or something like that, I guess. Yeah, they were like some sort of infected or whatnot. So, I mean, that probably hurt it in aspect as well and probably why a lot of people bought it when it was on a sale and went, oh, I remember hearing about this. It's on sale. Why not? There's something to be said for keeping keeping stuff back when you make cinematic trailers or gameplay trailers. It's like you, you kind of want to keep the, kind of the, the, the good stuff back so people can find it in a sense. You got to show something. Though. Yeah, you got to give people something a reason why they want to even mess with it. Which also brings up a uh, another conversation here with, in my opinion, with the lack of stuff coming out for a game we just talked about, Biomutant. Do you think that's going to hurt Biomutant? Because while we're all three interested in this, what's what's the general conception of it? You know, because I mean, like I, I've seen a couple people like tweet, like you know, like a couple YouTubers. I feel like Mighty Key, for example, like he'll tweet, like, "Oh, really looking forward to Biomutant." And then I'll read the comments, and everyone's like, "Damn, I forgot that game was coming out. Damn, I forgot that was a thing." So, in, on a counter on a counter conversation here, do you think that's going to potentially hurt Biomutant? How and Biomutant's release? I don't think so necessarily because granted i forgot the game was coming out i knew it was coming up eventually <laughs> but the second i looked on steam one day and, and it came into the the new or upcoming games it's like i almost uh, put my money down then because i'm it's like it it's one thing where it's like yeah they didn't show a lot initially but the little they showed was actually interesting fair yeah i'm in slight agreement with john on that i mean um could it hurt it yes but the main difference here with Biomutant versus Days Gone, Biomutant has had a presence because besides like the initial trailers and whatnot of its reveal and everything, these past couple months of up leading up to its release here this month in uh, May, uh, it's had a presence because mm-hmm. like it's been in uh, console shops, Steam. I think it may even be on Epic Game Store. Um, I think so. But yeah, it's had a presence of being in the game stores when people go to look at new releases and the thing like, like John, just people going, oh yeah, that's coming out and things like that. And then within like the past month of April, they've actually been pumping out quite a few of trailers and gameplay stuff recently. They had a a really weird one released on May the 4th for Force Day um, Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I've also actually been seeing some other... Channels and whatnot actually is doing some reviews and whatnot. So, I mean, there has been a presence of the game leading up to its actual release month versus Days Gone. I don't remember it having much of a presence right before it came uh, out. I don't either, personally. And, and uh, to, to Biomutant's credit as well, it's like, yeah, they've just started doing stuff in like this last month or so, but it's popped up and it's it looks interesting enough to where even though if they don't, even if they didn't show a whole lot, Still looks interesting. Yeah, because sure. going back on the whole new IP thing, like it feels very original. And that, how it, that okay, that is true. It does. And how everything it looks versus Days Gone was sort of this another survival post waste you know, zombie zombies yeah. thing where we've seen tons of time and there's all different formulas for it, but um, you kind of know what you're getting yeah. with those. Yeah, kind of like the the new zombie game set to come out that's like what, like a MMO, like division type of zombie survival game. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? Oh, I do know what I, you're talking I, about. I forgot the title, but it actually looks kind of interesting. That's something I might have to look into. But yeah, no, you're right. That's the other thing. Biomutant really stands out, you know, compared to you know Days Gone because you do know what you're kind of getting into. 
Um, yeah, it, all I know about my immune is I get to be a little mouse and beat people with a toilet scrubber. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just kind of what Zach said. It it looks original to the point where you see it. I don't know what's going on in that world. It, the original like image of it was just kind of the mouse walking up mm-hmm. onto a grassy uh, field. That sold me on it. I said, I don't know what that is. But I'm in. I'm in. Take my money. <laughs> no, I hear you. I, I'm pumped for it here. And like, it comes like what the 28th? I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it a binge Mass Effect for a couple weeks, and then grab that. So it's gonna be a good yeah. time. Probably pass up Mass Effect to play that. <laughs> that breaks. That breaks my heart. You know, he's also never played Mass Effect besides the first one. I didn't even play much of that one. I mean, yeah. that's that's rough. So anyway. Uh, I got a couple patents here that I want to briefly touch on for Sony. Um, the first one, just kind of interesting, uh, in my opinion, is they filed a patent where it will allow a player to connect to an expert for real time help during uh, during a game. So what that you know, they actually have like a drawn up example for this uh, on the patent where it's like you're set in the middle of a God of War fight, a boss fight, you can't you keep getting your shit wrecked, can't figure it out. You literally pull up this chat like a help me chat with a with like a Sony expert gamer or whatever, and like oh yeah, I just did that boss the other day. Try doing this try using this doesn't tell them necessarily you have to do this or have to go there but it directs you kind of holds your hand a little bit while us three are probably obviously never going to use that there's a lot of gamers out there that will benefit from this so that's why i do think it is cool for sony to kind of be you know innovative in that way i do think it's kind of an interesting thing just thought about it. this is a text chat you said right yep text chat man that's going there's gonna be a little delay there having to type that in on a console. Yeah, yeah. that's it's like by the time you, you know, apparently there's, there's also gonna be an app you can use. Okay, it's, okay. it's, it's either on console or app. So, okay, so when you say expert, are we talking like an actual life person? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, we, like I said, we'll never use this, but there's a lot of people that will and will get benefits. So. The only thing I can picture for this, in which I can only hope, is their expert gamer. You remember the game, uh, talk or. Uh, talk and nobody explodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I can picture is you're fighting that boss. Hey, I'm on this boss. Can you help me? And just the person going. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing too because they're going to have, they're going to have to be ready for pretty much yeah. any, any encounter in a game. I just about. I mean, in, and he, you know what the funny thing is? Like, I guarantee you, like there will be a gamer that will use this, hit an expert up, like, hey, how do I do this? And let's say that expert has no idea, and they're just going to go to Google, which the other person could have done to begin with. <laughs> yep. Well, what I was just thinking is I can I can see this either actually working out really well or it's going to be like when you call tech support. Yeah, right. <laughs> have, right. Have, it's like I'm having trouble with this boss. Have you tried just beating it? <laughs> Basically, no. That's that's probably what it's gonna be. Have you tried lowering the difficulty, scrub? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my advice would be to get good. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other patent they filed is actually pretty cool because it's gonna further drive. It's gonna further drive the next generation feeling. Is they filed a patent for AI generated uh, environments and games. So what that means, for example, is I'll use Spider-Man as an example, because that was the example that was used for me. Uh, you know, you're swinging through the city. Matt, New York's massive, right? You know, you get up on a building and you're, you're kind of crawling along looking into the building. You know, it's going to be like the what the same five to ten rooms recycled every time. What this what this AI thing that they're creating, that they patent, it's going to make it where everything will be unique across the environment. 
So every single room you look into it is going to be like its own. It's the, it's the little detail stuff. It really, it, to me, feels like it's going to drive like the next generation type of feel. We'll see if it ever actually really comes into fruition. But for big games like Spider-Man and like other types of you know environment games like that, that's going to be pretty cool. You know, talk about a, a place where bugs are going to be found. Is that right yeah. there? <laughs> yeah, no, that would be a big yeah, one. Hey, if they can work it out, man, I think it's going to be super cool. I mean, they filed the patent on so they're at least working on it. We'll see when it actually comes into play for something. I mean, yeah, whenever it comes into play and if it works how it's being intended. intended, yeah, yeah. I mean, it will be very neat, but at the same time, it's technology, so there's probably going to be a couple bugs here yep, and there. absolutely. And I can only hope to wait and see the travesty of things we get from that. That'll be that'll be that'll be that'll be funny. That'll be funny. Uh, the last little bit of PlayStation news we have here is uh, the partnership that I, I mentioned earlier. So it is officially confirmed that PlayStation and Discord has partnered up. They're gonna be working together, kind of integrating their systems, which is uh, really interesting timing because literally, like I think two weeks ago, it was confirmed that uh, Discord has then has left negotiations with Microsoft to be purchased. Uh, they just backed out of that a couple weeks ago, and now we have the news of the uh, partner up that's happening. Not not a purchase, but a partner up. So here, and it's set to begin next year in 2022. So next year, you should be able to use like all you know Discord stuff on your PlayStation Five, which I I personally think is really cool. Uh, me and John, we we're kind of talking about this a little bit before we ever started recording, and you know, me and John are both on the same page. Our consoles are more like our single player experiences. That's how we feel towards consoles. But I mean, for you know, for the people that use it for multiplayer. I think that's super awesome. Personally. I mean, it would it will be nice on PlayStation because Discord's integrated a lot with just PC gaming and whatnot yeah, too, yeah. and made things a lot easier. Because, I mean, one of the biggest thing with multiplayer games on PC for the longest time was um, trying to communicate with your team. Exactly. And a lot of times you didn't either have time to chat or do a text chat real quick, or you didn't want to connect to the end game voice chat for whatever reason, and then. If a game had quick uh, alerts, like your favorite game, John, Rocket League, people I, are just going to spam the same crap over and over. Well, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't... It, it's been so ingrained in me to not look at chat in most games at this yeah. point. Where... Because it's like... I mean, Discord has become synonymous with this, the voice chat that's used yeah. while gaming. Yeah. yeah. Which it's real nice because Discord, that's integrated with games it's just a quick join up game's over all right peace <laughs> and the one thing that i do like about it personally is because like I, I personally can think on multiple occasions where you know i've wanted to play games with like brady again for example a friend of mine friend of ours on playstation and i was wanting to use discord to communicate obviously he doesn't have a computer so he would use his like mobile app or whatever and I would just use my computer sitting right there. So now this is going to make it more, you know, you know, easier for him, easier for me. And I, like our friend Davin, I know he's wanting to potentially get a PlayStation as well. So just stuff like that. That's that's how I view it, just personal experiences. So I'm all for it, man. Let's do it. I'm pumped for this uh, partnership and seeing what's all going to come out of it. I'm also I'm also interested to see how what what Discord's going to get out of it, like on the PC side, like what's going to be improved. You know what I mean? So overall, I'm I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what's all going to come out of it. Um, so the last little bit of news that I want to talk about before we get over to the E3 stuff, got a lot of E3 stuff to talk about here is let's talk about, uh, Nintendo. Let's talk about some sales. They did release their, uh, their report for this past year and, uh, it's, a, it's some astonishing numbers. So first I'll run through, um, the top 10 selling games, which, uh, last year in, I think June 
or July, Animal Crossing New Horizons did become the top-selling Nintendo game of all time, or Nintendo Switch game of all time at the time. But mm-hmm. since then, it has been dethroned, to no surprise, to the game that is back to number one. But number 10, we have Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe at 10.44 uh, million. Splatoon 2 is at 9 with 12.21. Let's go Pikachu and Eevee at 1328. Super Mario Party, like I mentioned earlier, at 7, 1479. Super Mario Odyssey, 2083. Sword and Shield, 2110. Uh, Breath of the Wild, 22.8. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, 23.84. Animal Crossing, 32.63, which is an insane number for Animal Crossing. And then, of course, on top, no to no surprise, is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at 35.39. Got to keep in mind, that comes with the Switch. It's like a, it's, it's a Wii U sports situation. It's a Wii sports situation. Like That's why it gets the sale. It's not a big deal. And then we can break it down a little bit more from there. For the hardware, they sold 22.83 million units in 2020, which which is absolutely insane. Uh, software, 23, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, 230.88 uh, million, absolutely insane. Out of, you know, 36 titles to be million-dollar sellers, 22 of those were Nintendo titles alone, which is absolutely just unbelievable. And then there's 14 others by other softwares. And then taking even a step further, the lifetime sales is 84.59 million units for hardware and 587.12 million units for software. That's for lifetime. Uh, at this point, there is no question the Switch is going to blow past the Wii and it is now on its way to the DS and 3DS. That is where it's going right now which is incredible. Um, and it also further prompts the questions of what's next. You know, um, Nintendo, there's been so many reports that they're working on this next version of the Switch, Switch Pro, as people are dubbing it, Super Switch, which I think that'd be kind of a fun name, Super Nintendo Switch. Um, I mean, it, it's happening. There's there's too much damn evidence that it's, that, that it's happening. I mean, they're, they're literally working with, like, Samsung for, for screens now, for you know, LED screens. Like, I mean, it's happening. Like, let's be real people. It is 1000%. There's too much evidence of them working with companies for this type of battery, this type of chip, this type of screen. I mean, it's happening. So it's just a matter of when, probably next year. I mean, they can get whatever screen they want. What I need is a something I can insert the Joy-Con in to an old gun controller from oh the God. original okay. Super Nintendo so okay. I can play my House of the Dead remastered. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't you... Dis on my on rail shooters. <laughs> you know, I just gotta say, you talk about the the next switch that they're gonna come out with. You, I mean, you're coming out with like Switch Pro, Super Switch. You're not thinking Nintendo. It's gonna be the new Switch. The yeah, the new <laughs> Switch, <laughs> new Nintendo Switch. That will literally be the title. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. That didn't they do that with like the final version of what was the 3DS? Yeah, it was yeah, like yes. the it new was, 3DS. Yeah, it was the new 3DS. Yep, that's man, exactly what it was. Man, if they did that, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that John just called it. Lightheart <laughs> <laughs> episode 39. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm gonna have to reference back to that if it happens. And you know, it's possible we could maybe get something at E3. I doubt it. Uh, I would probably guess beginning of next year. I thought they already confirmed they weren't talking about any upgraded switches for 2021. Okay, if they did, I did not see that. So we're going to roll with that being the answer. I, I, I thought I, 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 thought I had anyway. read something about that. They may have backtracked on it, but... Okay. Well, talking about E3, uh, there was a couple of leaks recently. There was like a little six-second leak of Elden Ring, a game yep. that has been very... just gone it's just in the shadows we don't know what's going on and then there was also the leak of battlefield 6 also to be on the way 
Uh, talking about E3, uh, you know, it is a digital event this year. I, I'm really pumped to have it back. It feels good to have it, have it back, you know, where you have this batch of days of just a lot of info being dropped. I'm really excited for it. Uh, we do have confirmed Xbox becoming Nintendo, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Warner Brothers, Coach Media, Square Enix, Sega, uh, Gearbox, and Bandai Namco. And then... Um, who is currently absent, to no surprise, is Sony. Uh, they, they're just doing kind of their own thing now these days. EA is currently absent. EA, I could see being there. They're just not confirmed yet. And lastly, Activision Blizzard's not confirmed, but they're probably not confirmed because they're too busy working on Diablo Immortal. There's your Diablo Immortal joke. That meme will not die. We will continue to carry that on. But uh, what? just so, okay, so some immediate thoughts for you guys. What are what are like your expectations going into E3? What are something that you want to see? What do you expect to see? I, I, for me personally, number one, uh, talking Nintendo, I would expect to see something Breath of the Wild too. First and foremost, yeah. I would expect something like that. Um, other things from Nintendo, no clue, zero clue. Nintendo's a wild card. I mean, we may. I mean, in terms of like new stuff, that's what I mean. Wild card. We'll probably get to see Triangle Project. Uh, Triangle Project Triangle. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Thank you, Project Triangle Strategy. I just can't. what just happened there. I just fused two words together. Ignore it. Let's move on. Uh, Project Triangle tra- Strategy. I did do it. Twice. I tried to correct myself and I did it again. We'll probably see that because um, that's being made by Square. Square's confirmed to be there uh, for Sega. I'm personally anticipating the reveal of the new Sonic game. Uh, there's been a leaker in the past who's gotten a lot of stuff correct in terms of the leaks that he's put out there where he said what Sega is doing right now is a they have split off from doing 2D and 3D as one thing. They're now back to their own separate things. Uh, he says there is a 2D game in the works and a new 3D, like, full-blown, you know, Sonic game in the works. But he also said Sega has zero problems pushing it back to 2022 if they have to and missing the 30th anniversary window that is this year mm-hmm. to make sure that's good. So I would expect something there uh, for Bondi Namco. I mean, they have so many titles. Who knows what we could get out of there? Uh, could we potentially get new Soul Calibur? Who knows? It feels like it's about that time. Uh, maybe a new Dragon Ball game. Who knows there? Uh, We'll probably get to see more on the new Demon Slayer game coming out. I forgot who the exact, you know, the exact uh, side company that's making it, but they're under Bondi. Mm -hmm. So probably see some more stuff on Demon Slayer. Uh, What about you guys? What are some things that you are potentially expecting or that you want to see here at uh, E3? My big thing is I'm still a big Xbox person, regardless of the hate. And my big thing, I I like the little plug of regardless of the hate. <laughs> um, my big thing is what I would love to see because I can't remember if it was last E three they showed or something or if it's something I imagined would be to see the revival of the Fable franchise. That was um the Xbox showcase. That That's was what it was. Year. I am so pumped for that. I want to see the revival of the Fable franchise. I would l- absolutely love to see that. Agreed. I forgot about that. Yeah, yes. They closed the show out with that, yes. and I was so pumped. Because my big thing with Fable is I was so irritated with Xbox when they closed down Liongate Studio, or not Liongate. What? I can't remember the studio that was doing Fable now. Um, but when they shut down the studio who was doing it at the time, Fable Legends which was going to be oh, the yeah. asymmetric uh, four heroes versus a top-down villain who controlled. Because I was one of the lucky few who got in the closed beta, and which that game was very good. And it was very fun, flowed incredible, 
was fairly well balanced for heroes versus villain. And just like a week before they were going to release it out to open beta, Microsoft killed the project, killed the studio. And was, and just since then we've had nothing from fable, which at the time when Microsoft did that, there were so many people who were like, let us get the IP off you. Like, what are you doing? Right. Like you're just hoarding this incredible IP you could do so much with. Yes, and I mean, I would love to see a new IP out of literally anybody. True. Um, because I can't, I can't expect it from Xbox. Well, I mean, we should be seeing more information on the new IP from Bethesda. I would think Starfield. You know, Bethesda is officially owned by Xbox, so they mm-hmm. are not listed as separately set to be there. Xbox can yeah. be there, so you can assume Bethesda is. So I would assume we're going to see something on Starfield finally. Yeah. Like. Come yeah. on. I feel, I feel like the eh attitude is kind of a lot where, of people. where Starfield has kind of fallen at this yeah. point. They've been, yeah. they've been talking about it for too long. I'm more right. I'm more liable to see when Bioware comes up and see something <laughs> on the new Dragon Age and maybe... Um, Mass Effect. No, not Mass Effect, but also back to Bethesda, Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah. That's what I was saying. I was saying if we're, if we're going to see something out of them, I would expect... Probably Starfield being the centerfold of it, yep. and then Elder Scrolls Six kind of being their ending again. If anything with it, I would think if we get something maybe, more than just a landscape shot. I was thinking <laughs> maybe just a title in like a 2023 or 2024 or yeah. something. Yeah, just kind of give you something to kind of go off there. I mean, besides that, um, from Capcom, I can only hope for a new fighting game. I need something. No. Please, no. Please, Capcom. I need something. I mean, Street Fighter is still fun, but I need something. You need something new. <laughs> um. Besides that, I mean, I want to hope for something from Konami, but at this point in time, I cannot remember any of their IPs for some reason. Like, um, yeah, I got nothing. I was gonna say Metal, Ge- Metal Gear. Am I wrong on that? No, you're right. Okay. But I'm not a big Metal Gear fan. Neither am I. <laughs> Never played it. I but know. I know one that John's looking for is a new Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest Twelve, right? Yeah, I'd like any information on it, but you're gonna get Dragon Quest Builders Three. Well, well, hell not, yeah. Pro- probably not. Probably not. <laughs> uh, no, I I expect if we hear anything on on Dragon Quest Twelve, it would probably be on the anniversary, mm-hmm. which is couple weeks before e3 so if they announce anything during the anniversary we might get something a little different at uh e3 for it or might might get a little more on it but kind of not expecting too much they've been pretty quiet ever since just stating they were working on it just like they've just like it's been very like radio silence quiet on digimon survive so hopefully we'll finally see something on digimon survive That's if, another game if, that, John, that me and John both have looked the, forward to for a while. It's the only <laughs> only game I I, I want to see at this point is because of, it's still happening. They keep delaying it, which means someone's working on it. Yeah, just some just like two people down in some basement, very far away. I, that might be the case at this point because they announced that what in 20, 2019, 2018? One of the two. Something for some reasons telling me twenty eighteen. I think yeah. it was twenty eighteen that it was it was initially slated as a, mm-hmm. a 2019 release and then it's just kept getting pushed back without really any information on it. Yeah, that's been one of the few games I've suffered, but uh, moving from there, 
my I would like to look at Square Enix and can only hope for more on the Final Fantasy VII Yuffie spinoff game. Also, they wow. did Square Enix has confirmed that they have a they have some big 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 title announcements. Woo! Yeah, I I assume that hopefully two, the second part of uh, FF Seven. Yeah, I assume their their big Final Fantasy section is going to cover Final Fantasy Seven remake, potentially even talking about when the next part of the game comes out. Yeah, uh, and then I I have a feeling they'll spend some time on uh, FF Sixteen. Yeah. New expansion, more than likely. <laughs> well, there's also going to be a uh, a segment of them talking about <laughs> Marvel Avengers because the Black Panther expansion. Right. Yep. I forgot about that. <laughs> that shit show. I game. forgot about Wakanda. Yep. <laughs> if that game, if I'm ever told that game gets good, I'll play it. I mean, I just, it had potential. Yeah. It's if if they take the time to work on it, they may turn it around. But at this point, it, it's looking like they're doing something now, but that all depends on if they actually keep to their schedule. True. That's the, and that's the big thing. Keep their schedule. I mean, I mean, one thing they've already kind of not kept their schedule is they, they they originally said there was going to be a hero every single month. And then there was also Spider-Man supposed to be coming to the PlayStation only still not, no word on that, but I mean, at least, at least they're doing something for it. But, um, you know, I, I expect big things out of squares. Like I said, something out of Sega. I know for Gearbox, just before we started recording, uh, apparently the Borderlands three dev has did say they are quote working on the big one. So, Okay. Expect something from from something pretty cool from that. Um, I just hope they don't do anything weird like they did with Borderlands Three. Yeah, I mean, I mean Three, like, three was an, still fun, but it did get sort of weird. Well, I mean, like with their announcement for yeah. it. Did you watch that? It was I like, think I did, but I don't remember it at this point. It was like an hour long, where they were like bringing people up on stage to have them play like a card game or something. I don't remember that. Yeah, so I it guess was, I it was that. I, what do you? I don't. Remember it was that either. weird. <laughs> it was like this whole segment where they brought people who was their birthday up on stage for okay. like the for like the card game version of it or something, or like a deck of cards related to Borderlands, and then the, it's like then they tried to play the trailer like four times, but they couldn't get it to play where it wasn't <laughs> choppy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that. Oh, it was, yeah, it was weird. Well, hopefully they don't do that for whatever Gearbox is working on. Which also wasn't Gearbox recently purchased by someone, or am I, am I crazy on that? I thought they were recently purchased, but I could be wrong. Oh, different topic, different day. I was okay. about to say not that I remember. I haven't heard anything on that. Uh, and then uh, talking about the three that are the three most notables uh, that are not c- currently confirmed. Like I said, Sony will be doing their own thing. EA, I could see coming for EA. You know, they, they're the ones that do Battlefield, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see Battlefield. Probably finally get to see some stuff on the new Madden, which yeah. I'm very interested in because I mean, last year before Madden, you know, twenty one even came out, they already said they're. Of what they're doing for Madden 22, which immediately said it in my mind that Madden 21 was going to be dog shit, and it kind of was. But I'm excited for Madden 22 stuff, um, just because they've said how much they're going to, you know, in, enhance the franchise that's been basically the same damn thing for the past seven years. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Activision Blizzard, I do know it was just confirmed recently that Sledgehammer Games will be doing this year's Call of Duty, so I'll probably see something with that. Uh, in terms of Sony. Um, probably hopefully get some sort of indication on 
a couple of the the two most notable big titles that last year was confirmed for this year that we know at least one of them's not coming out, which me and John both can probably agree would be God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. No chance it comes out. I, this, I don't. This year. I don't think it's happening. Uh, Horizon, I do think, is a possibility still. It was confirmed for 2021. Um, I do know when Horizon um, came out on Steam, like around February, the team that was updating it, polishing it, getting it all fixed and ready to go, all the bugs taken care of, you know, the Steam team basically, they have fully been migrated over to Forbidden West. So it is all hands on deck over at Gorilla Studios Mm -hmm. uh, for Forbidden West. I do think that's still a possibility. I'm going to say first look at Spider-Man 2. I, I do think that will come at E3, and I'm so re- I'm so ready for it. I do think that's going to finally come. Is first look at Spider-Man two? Uh, did I say three? No, you said two. Okay, I thought yeah. I said three a second ago. Uh, but yeah, first look at Spider-Man two. That's one thing I do think is going to come. Thank um, you. I think if you get that, it'll just it'll probably just be him swinging across the frame. Yeah, something it, basic. Him like swinging across, and then the title coming up right as he goes past it. Kind of like how the Miles sw- Morales reveal was super quick and just to the point. He swings across, hits a building, villains. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. No, that, that's that's what I think we could get out of those. You know, they're not going to be at E3. I mean, I can tell you up front, Sony will not be there. EA and Activision, I think they probably will. It's just not confirmed yet. Uh, Sony will do their own state of play. They're not going to be there. Uh, the only other, like another one that I do want to point out is Ubisoft. What the hell is going on with Far Cry? When's that coming out? I th- it was supposed to come out in like February of this yeah, year. It was supposed to come out in February, and then it got like, what the hell is going on? When is that coming out? Do we know? No, I haven't heard it because it's then, it's gone pretty silent. And then there's also yeah. supposed to be you know at some point they'll they'll announce another you know Assassin's Creed. Of course, it's become like a yearly thing at this point. Bi yearly, bi yeah, it's bi yearly because they hurt themselves doing yearly. Yeah, Far Cry 6 is currently just set for 2021 now. So Far Cry 6 stuff, which I'm excited for. I want to know more about this game. So we'll probably see something there. It'll probably be like a, a fall release, more than likely. We can hope because, I mean, because it was originally, if I remember, actually supposed to come out last holiday season. Was it? I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought its first release date was beginning of this year. Or am I mistaken on that? You might be right because I know it was right around that holiday season, beginning of year area. And then it got pushed back to March. And then it just went silent. Yeah, it's been completely radio silence. Um, so I do expect something there. Um, that's the only things that I can really th- think of off the top of my head of what I expect to see, most notably like, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 I expect, uh, Far Cry, uh, Sonic-related things for sure I think will definitely be there. Um, perhaps we'll get the Dragon Quest stuff that John wants to see as well. Um, you know, because like John was saying, like we'll probably get a Dragon Quest reveal up here coming up for the anniversary and then probably more details at E3. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm pumped for E3, though. I'm excited to start on a Saturday. That's pretty dope. I'll actually get to watch the, the whole first day, which a lot of shit's going to go down the first day, yeah. of course. Uh, I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited to break all of it down, too, here on Lighthearted coming up. Uh, do you guys have any like other thoughts on E3 that you guys want to throw out there before we move on? I, I, I'm interested to see what Nintendo's going to do. Same. I know they're going to do their own thing, and it's going to be their own Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. style. And it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of indie games, a lot of bringing old games back, probably bringing yeah. old people on stage to introduce old games. Yeah. And then, uh, probably it's like they'll probably do their standard, bring some sort of information about Pokemon Smash. But I'm mostly interested in their Project Triangle. Hopefully, we get some imp- actual. You mean Triangle? <laughs> you think you're going to get more on your Pokemon MOBA? 
Oh yeah, when the hell is Unite coming out? I forgot about that. <laughs> What's that? It's the the Pokemon MOBA. You remember that? It was announced like last year. Oh yeah, it's going yeah. out for mobile and Switch. I've complete. It's it, it, I forgot about that completely. Yeah, maybe we'll finally get something there. No. See, my main thing about Nintendo is I want to know what's new. You know, I, I fully anticipate to see, you know, Project uh, Triangle Strategy. We've seen that. And probably it's actual title because they, they did say it's a working title. I expect to see Breath 2. All right. I expect to see Pokemon Legends. I expect to see Smash. I expect to see uh, the Diamond Pearl remakes. Those are all things I expect based on what we've already seen. But what's new? That's what I want to know. Um, could we potentially get this new Mario Party that I yeet predicted. Maybe. Could we finally get a new Mario Kart? Granted, we did get one last fall, technically. And it fun fact, that was actually a million-dollar seller. I didn't know that. Yeah, Mario Kart Live Circuit, you know, that little gimmick thing, yeah. little RC car, yeah. actually sold over a million units. So, shout-out to that, I guess. Wow, okay. It didn't, I mean, like, when I say over a million, I mean just over a million. It, it didn't break any big numbers or anything, but it did sell over a million. But are we going to get a new Mario Kart, maybe? Um, you know, like, I... I First and foremost, we will hear nothing on Metroid Prime 4. Not going to happen there. Will we finally hear something on Bayonetta 3 that's been radio silent for like two years? You know, like I, I just want to know what, what, what's new, you know? Pikmin 4. Well, Pikmin all, 4. All the new information that we're going to get is going to come in a direct six months from now. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. Um, a couple of random things that I will kind of predict is a new Warriors game of something. I mean, I already got you on that. Koei Tecmo's putting out Samurai Warriors uh, 5 in July. Well, no, I mean a new Nintendo. I don't care. I got my Samurai Warriors. I, okay. I couldn't care less. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I do think we'll see a new Warriors something. But what is going to be the question? Will it be another Zelda? Will it be another Fire Emblem? Will it be something else Nintendo related? I, I'm. This is me just yeet predicting. And this is me saying this. That'll be your Metroid game. Do you think we might get any information about another Fire Emblem game? That's another. That was my next thing. Is will we get the reveal for a new Fire Emblem game? Because Three Houses, you know, became like the highest selling Fire Emblem game. I'm pretty sure ever, as I know for sure here in the West, it put Fire Emblem on the map here in the West. So I do think Fire Emblem game is possible. Which is really sad considering how old Fire Emblem is. Right. Well, it took a long time to finally get over here, um, and then even still, it's like they it got over here and they gave it like no push. You know, until really three houses, I feel like, or maybe some of the DS games, they started, you know, the three DS games, they started giving it a push. But I do think a new Fire Emblem is is possible. Uh, definitely, I don't think anything Star Fox related. I think that's, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe a first look at a new Mario game that's set to come out like next year. Who knows? Uh, Nintendo is just a wild card. The bad man. thing about Nintendo, which everyone knows, is they have so many IPs. Yep. And there's fans of every single one regardless how small the, of a game series it is. Yep. And everyone always wishes for something from their series. Yeah, um, which I'm glad you mentioned that because that does actually carry us over into the next topic. So the next topic is actually the Apple and Epic lawsuit. Um, so the basis of people that know about this is Fortnite on you know on iPhone, uh, whenever you'd go make in-game purchases, instead of taking you back to like the Apple Store where they kind of get their cut, it would only take the traction the, the transaction would only happen in the epic in the epic game the epic game store so basically apple wasn't getting their cut basically so and that's what prompted the lawsuit that's what prompted fortnite to be taken off iphones all that jazz uh now where nintendo comes into this is that in this in the lawsuit in all the the paperwork all the filings including you know like emails etc blah blah is that it, it was mentioned that you know epic wants to do collabs for these x characters i know 
random one. Naruto is one that they wanted to have a collab with to get him in the game. A couple other random ones like um, I don't I don't know her name, but the like the chick from Kill Bill was actually one as well. Another random one, but the most notable is uh, Samus from Metroid. And okay, I feel like anyone with a half a brain can look at that and be like, that is a good idea for Nintendo because you're getting new eyes on a character for a franchise that does not have a lot of eyes, especially when you have a new game coming out. Let's be real has to be successful. Metroid Prime four has to be a success because they went two years of development, paid a lot of money for those two years of development and started the entire thing over. Metroid Prime four has got to be a success. So naturally a series like Metroid that probably not a lot of people know about outside of potentially smash put some more eyes on it, get some publicity. Like, hey, look, who's this character? Who's Samus, right? Kind of gets you a little bit, you know, into wanting to kind of look into it. Well, here's the problem. While that sounds like a perfect idea, we all know how Nintendo is with their IPs. If they would allow this, that would mean Samus would be on Xbox. Mm -hmm. That means Samus would be on PlayStation. Now, while Xbox and PlayStation are, you know, being friendly about this with the likes of Master Chief and Kratos... That, that's Nintendo's not going to do that. So even though it's a good business decision for them to put Samus in the game, uh, it's just, it's not going to happen. I would not expect it. I would not I would not bank on it. it it's just not going to happen. Nintendo's that, that's not what Nintendo does. You know that they, they they are very protective of their properties. So even though while it would help Metroid tremendously to have Samus in Fortnite get get I get a lot of young players, for example, and even older like maybe a little bit older players that's never played Metroid to be introduced to a character of a franchise that is kind of buried by Nintendo and has a new game set to come out that has to be a success. It would be a great business move, but it won't happen. Another great business move to help bring more eyes to Metroid Prime is putting the Prime trilogy on the Switch, for example. Uh, this is something that's been leaked online. It's been leaked on Amazon. It's been leaked on play on Best Buy. Like it's something that we've all anticipated for a while. I think the Prime Trilogy came out on the Wii. I think is when it came out. Well, uh, the uh, Retro Studios, a former dev from Retro Studios, who's done like the Prime stuff before, he did say recently that a Prime Trilogy on Switch is probably never going to happen. Don't get your hopes up. And the the main reason why is Prime Three. So he said Prime 1 and 2 would probably be a pretty easy transition bringing it over to Switch because it was a GameCube game. Mm -hmm. But the problem is Prime 3 is you would have to take all those Wii controls and migrate them over to your Switch now. And he said it would probably take a dedicated year to just do that. And a good example of that is, is Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword being yep. a Wii game, very heavily focused on Wii controls. Skyward Sword's been in development for at least a year. So... That being said, for the Metroid fans out there, the few that you are, you're probably not getting your Prime Trilogy and just got to hope for the best that Prime 4 will actually be a success. But, I don't know. You guys have anything on that? Like, it, it sucks that, you know, because Metroid Prime, Metroid's a, a cool series, but Nintendo's never going to really give it any love. I mean, I don't really got anything. I mean, as you said, Metroid's one of the many IPs in Nintendo that has been buried, unfortunately. Yeah, like Star Fox, F-Zero, others. Yeah, just pretty much others. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, would it be a great thing if they were able to expand Samus's image on other things? Yeah, but as you just said, Nintendo's not a fan of sharing. No, they're not. Not in the slightest. So, I mean, the best we can hope for is maybe they just forgo Prime 3 for the... 
time being. And you just do Prime 1 and 2. Yeah, release Prime 1, then Prime 2, then maybe if they decide to mess with it, by the time Prime 2's out, they'll be almost done and can release Prime 3 later. Right. John, you were going to say something? I, as far as the them releasing Prime Trilogy, I wouldn't be surprised if they had like a small team off doing it that they didn't know about. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Nintendo loves re-releasing their games. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they do. They, it's like they may they may only have a small team on it, and it's like it may be something that it may not be for another year. Mm-hmm. But it it's like they if we don't hear anything about the new Prime or new Metroid game, it's like they may just wait, release, and then release a trilogy or something like six months ahead of that or something to get get people having eyes on it, get them excited for it. Right. And, you know, one thing that you did mention is uh, they like to re-release stuff. Uh, that it does spark a, a quick little note in my head for things you could potentially expect from Nintendo. Is I would expect at E3 something, uh, another Wii U title being ported. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I would expect something. But the question is what? Because obviously it's going to be like one of the notables. Because that's, that's a common thing that Nintendo has done all Switch generation. And I understand the logic completely. It's because you have a lot of honestly, really good games on a console that just no one bought. So I get wanting to re-release stuff on the Switch and giving it a second chance at life. Fortune Street. Oh, man, I wish. But that was on the Wii. I would love a Fortune Street 2, though. Fortune Street. That'd be incredible. But, I mean, there are so many Wii U titles that they could still do. Like, I know one to possibly give another, you know, breath of life to this franchise is Star Fox Command. I think, no, it's Star Fox Zero. Star Fox Zero on the Wii U. Oh, I forgot that came out. Yeah, they could do that. Um... I'd have to go back and pull up the Wii U titles uh, for ones that have possibility. But, I mean, there's still a lot of titles they could do. Because, I mean, they've already done Hyrule Warriors. They've done Pikmin now. They've done Super Mario uh, Bros. Deluxe, whatever. Um, you know, because that was one of the top-selling games. Uh, Mario Kart was another one. Um, Technically, Smash. Because Ultimate was really just a upgrade graphics from the previous one. I would say uh, uh, Ultimate, it's its own game. In, okay. my, in my opinion, it, it's completely its own game. Um, but, I mean, I'm drawing a blank on, on them right now, but, I mean, there are multiple Wii U titles that they have ported over to the Switch to give another chance. The Bayonettas, I know as well, they were released on Wii U, yeah. and then they were ported. I think uh, Z- the, the Xenoblade Chronicles that came out on the Wii U, I think that came over to Switch. Yeah, I, uh, I bought it. Yeah. I mean, like, so I would expect something at E3 that was a Wii U title coming over to Switch. I would, I just don't know what. Well, I kind of like to see Star Fox, but I don't think that'll happen. That's the thing Nintendo's better at than any other company is could, they've conditioned their entire, like, consumer uh, base to rebuy their games just because they have a new system. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure people, there's plenty of people who bought Super Mario Brothers or link game at least five or six times true true um yeah pretty excited for uh, e3 and seeing what we're going to come out of it um hopefully hopefully we'll get, we'll get to see some cool stuff like out of nintendo and everything uh, a lot to be excited about um all right so the show is uh, about an hour and a half in right now uh we do have some movie tv stuff here on the list i'm going to run through these pretty quickly uh, so we can wrap things up. Uh, I did want to give my thoughts 
on WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I have completed both those series. I'm going to hold off on that for another episode or two, and I'll do it here in the future. But there are some things in the movie TV world that I do want to talk about here. Uh, the first thing I want to bring to everyone's attention is that uh, Loki's release date on Disney Plus has been bumped up two days early to June 9th, and it will be releasing on Wednesdays instead of Fridays, like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, the next thing, still talking about Nintendo, this is actually really interesting, is the Nintendo president did confirm that they are exploring more animated films and series options outside of just the Super Mario Brothers movie that is on the way. So that's really cool. That's something that I know me and Nick had talked about in the past is the possibilities of getting like a Star Fox series, Metroid series, something Zelda, of course, um, something uh, Donkey Kong, you know, and there, there's, there's a lot of options. We'll see what they come up with there. Uh, Morbius has been delayed for the fifth time. I don't know why we should be surprised at this point. I'm not. I just wanted everyone to know. It, its new date is now January 28th, 2022 for the release, but five times this movie has been delayed. Oh, man, that's unbelievable. Um, next thing, and this is involving some Spider-Man news. Um, so everyone's anticipating the new Spider-Man movie, uh, No Way Home, to be a multiverse involving like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield recently had an interview where he was not denying, but heavily implying that he is not part of the project. And I, the main thing I want to, I want to say about all this is I want everyone to just kind of take it with a grain of salt because the main thing is he never said flat out. No, even towards the end of the interview, when the person that was doing the interview said, okay, on record for the record, you are not involved with Spider-Man no way home. And instead of just saying no, he just kind of like laughs, looks to the side. He's like, I feel like I've said that. He still never actually said no throughout this whole thing. All he said was, you know, that uh, I can't speak for anyone but myself. They might be doing something, but I haven't got a call. He did say never say never. He did also make a joke that he feels like he's playing a game of werewolf right now. And he's trying to like convince people he's not the werewolf, but everyone's like, no, you're the fucking werewolf. Yeah, you know, he did. He did make that joke, um, but he never said no. And, and I do know a couple of examples of times where people in the MCU has flat out lied because this is this is what they do, you know, you know, to protect what they're up to. Is I know like uh, Brie Larson, for example, she literally pretended not even know who Captain Marvel was, like two, literally two days before it was confirmed that, oh hey, she's Captain Marvel, cool. She was like, she was asked about it and she's like, isn't that a guy? You know, she's referring to Shazam because his old name <laughs> yep. was Captain Marvel. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she was pretending not even know who Captain Marvel was. Uh, I mean, Paul Bettany recently teased this massive cameo at the end of WandaVision. He's like, oh, it's a great actor. We've worked a lot together before. It's, it's, it's going to be a huge cameo. It was literally himself because the end of WandaVision, Vision fights another Vision. That's all it was. And then even the Russo brothers, you know, they after it was confirmed from Kevin Foggy and stuff that yes, Avengers four has a title. The title is a, it's actually been said before in a movie, you know, they were, the Russo brothers were flat out asked, Hey, is the title in game? And they're like, no, it's not in game. That's a cool title, but it's not in game. No, we already got the title. You know, I mean, this is what they do. They lie. So, I mean, I, I just take it with a grain of salt. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, Andrew's not going to be in the movie. Take it with a grain of salt. Uh, the last little bit of news here for us is, uh, we did get title reveals, for Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2, and as well as a ton of release dates. Uh, Black Panther is going to be officially titled Wakanda Forever. Sounds like an appropriate title with the unfortunate events that's happened there with Chadwick uh, Boseman. And then the, uh, the Captain Marvel 2 is simply titled The Marvels. Uh, if you notice on the uh, the logo for it, the S is the same S for Kamal in, on Kamala Khan's, like the lightning bolt, whatever. And in the A, it has the same symbol that um, the hero Spectrum has on her outfit, who 
is uh, Monica Rambeau, who just recently appeared in uh, WandaVision and got her powers and had a tease at the end of WandaVision setting her up for Captain Marvel 2. So that is the that is the background for the Marvel's title there. But uh, other than that, uh, we have Black Widow coming out July 9th, 2021. Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, coming out November 5th, 2021. I'm uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I read the wrong I read the wrong date. Uh, September 3rd, 2021. I'm actually really excited for Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, the trailer looked really dope. I'm really excited for this. Eternals is what's coming out November 5th, 2021. And we did just get a little look at the Eternals recently with a, uh, a video Marvel put out, you know, celebrating movies and stuff. Um, we did get a little look there. Uh, Spider-Man's also coming out this year, November 17th, 2021. Four Marvel movies this year. Back up. What'd you just say? Spider-Man. No. Wait, wait, wait. Did I give the wrong month again? Yep. All right. Well, uh, did I say November? Yep. Thank you. December 17th. 2021. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, four Marvel movies this year, man. I'm really excited for these. Mostly, I'm pumped for Spider-Man and probably Shang-Chi after that. Uh, and then next year, we have Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness coming out March 25th, 2022. I'm really excited for that, that one. That film's just going to be a seizure, right? Yeah, that it's going to be. It's actually pretty much confirmed to be based like a horror film. Like it, it, I, I don't know for sure, but there could be the chance it could be rated R, but I don't think so. They, they want it to be rated R, but I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, no, I'm just going to go in there with a freaking IV bag and ready for a seizure. Uh, we also have Thor Love and Thunder coming out May 6th, um, 2022. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever coming out July 8th, 2022. The Marvel's coming out. Uh, Skyrim Day, November 11th, 2022. And then Ant-Man, uh, which I believe is Quantumania, I think is the title, coming out February 17th, 2023. And then Guardians Volume 3 coming out May 5th, 2023. And there is no confirmed year or anything for the new Fantastic Four movie they're doing. Uh, so a lot of just a big info dump there from Marvel here recently. Uh, what movie are you guys most excited to see? If you had to pick one out, my immediate one is Spider-Man. But since that's coming out this year, I would say the next one I'm excited for is probably either. Oh, man, it's tough. Uh, I, I'm really pumped for Guardians Volume Three because it should introduce us to Adam Warlock, who was you know teased mm-hmm. at the end of, of Volume Two, but also like. The new Thor movie, I think, is going to be incredible. Uh, but Doctor Strange. I think, honestly, my mom, what I'd be looking forward to would be Strange. Strange. What about you, John? What's the, what's the one that you would be most excited for on this list? Uh, for me, it's probably going to either be Doctor Strange or Ant-Man. That's fair. That's Yeah, you're a big Ant-Man guy. Okay. <laughs> you're Paul a big Rudd, Ant-Man guy. Paul Rudd's great. Yeah, Paul Rudd is great. Yeah, and Ant, keep in mind. With Ant-Man, we're getting introduced to uh, Kang the Conqueror, mm-hmm. who should probably be our potentially our big villain throughout this next saga of Marvel movies. So that's pretty cool. Well, I think that's it for the script. That was a beefy one. We had a lot to talk about today. Um, John, uh, Zach, do you guys have anything that you guys want to say to finish off the show here? I'm going to say, if you're still listening to us at the end, thank you very much. Please rate, comment, star, like, whatever audio platform you're listening to allows. It does help. Thank you very much. Make sure to check out the video format here coming out soon at uh, our YouTube channel, Sparky3. Uh, John, you got anything to close out the show? Are you good? Uh, just glad to have been able to partake s- partake in, the, in, <laughs> in this episode here. You yeah. going to come back? I, I may come back. 
Yeah, that's good. Hopefully you had a good time. And hopefully everyone listening had a good time as well. I am so pumped for Lighthard to be back, man. Uh, I, lo- I love just talking about games, giving my predictions and thoughts on what's coming out, and you know, hopefully giving you guys some like just game reviews and stuff. I know, I know out of us, I know these two actually play a lot more games than me, that's for sure. So I'm really thankful to have them potentially on the show going forward as, as a normal thing uh, to really just talk about new games coming out, like Hood, for example. I know you've been playing Zach here yep. recently. We're all going to get a chance to play Biomutant and stuff. There's, there's a lot to look forward to here with Lighthearted coming in the future. We have the specials coming out with the Pokemon 25th and the Zelda 35th special. Um, just I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited for a couple more people that we're going to have here on the show, potentially episodes 41 and 42 range. we got a couple more people that we're going to bring in and, you know, maybe get to partake in the show and just have a good time, man. Just talk about games and uh, make our Diablo immortal jokes and just overall just have a really enjoyable experience. And, you know, I, I can't thank you guys enough for listening to the show all the way to the end if you have. Tuesdays, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, lighthearted, officially back here at Sparky 3. Have a good one, guys. Bye.